Hi there, Jonathan here. This is Bible Loop 2230, and we're reading the book of Revelation in 30 days. As we read the book of Revelation, we are struck by a quandary. Is the book to be read as a chronological unveiling of human history to the end of the world? Do the seals precede the trumpets and the bowls in an orderly account, which just happens to be somewhat repetitive? Or is Revelation a multi-angled view of the same events of history? It's my contention, with so many others, that we are reading about the same period between Jesus' first appearing and his final return later in Revelation described as a millennium. Chapter 8 verse 1 tells us that in the divine drama of the end times, when the worthy lamb is about to open the seventh and final scroll, there is a pause. I've always found this fascinating that the God who inspired the greatest composers of the finest orchestral music is no less creative in the telling of his final story. For immense dramatic effect, there is silence for a period. John says it's about half an hour. In a book which speaks of thousands of years as time periods, one can easily imagine that here a short amount of time is being suggested. Then like the opening of a Russian doll with multiple dolls within dolls, seven angels arrive on the scene with seven more trumpets to sound. The number seven tells us that the trumpets will encapsulate all in complete perfection. Trumpets represent military strength and are a declaration of the presence of majesty. Verse 3, we are told there is another angel who carries a golden censer, which is a container filled with incense. The incense is the prayers of God's people. This is an incredible insight into the significance of the prayers of the church. Amidst all of the glory and the supernatural creatures of the heavenly court, there in the middle of it all, is prayer, our prayers. I have a feeling that we have a diminished understanding of the power and importance of prayer in the grand scheme of kingdom life. The angel takes the prayers and hurls peals of thunder and lightning, rumblings and earthquake to the world, a powerful symbol of the manner in which God will answer the cries of the saints justice to be administrated by the judge of all the world. The trumpeting angels begin. As mentioned before, this should be understood as another angle of what we have been told will happen from the earlier opening of the scroll seals. What follows are judgments which correspond in large part to the plagues and punishments inflicted upon ancient Egypt before the angel of death was sent and the blood of the Passover lamb was introduced to the story of salvation history. The trumpets herald hail and fire hurled to the earth partially destroying life on the planet. The end is not yet here because we're still speaking in terms of fractions. Mountains ablaze fall into the sea, causing again partial destruction. Water is turned bitter as further calamity occurs. The fourth angel's trumpet marks cataclysmic, uncreating events involving the sun, the moon and the stars. Once again, this could refer to natural disaster yet to come or ones that we have already experienced. The first four trumpets could using the code of fours, refer to the entire planet, as we would expect from the number four, with the final three trumpets referring to the woes yet to come 
on the earth leading up to the return of Jesus, the Battle of Armageddon and the Final Judgment. The eagle announces three woes to come. This is reminiscent of Jesus' words and his final warnings about the end times known as the Olivet Discourses. He states that there will be terrible times to come at the very end and declares woe to any who live through this terrible time of tribulation. As we read chapter 8 and are confronted by what seems to be a whole lot of bad news, may we be encouraged that the half hour of silence sends us an unmistakable message that All is in God's hands. The end of world history will not and does not take the Father by surprise. When we know that we belong to the Lamb and are part of his redeemed community, the symbolic 144,000 members of his church, we know that we are safe in his love and at ease with the hope of eternal life. Is that you? Are you by faith a child of the living God? If you are still sitting on the fence regarding faith in Christ, take heed to what the Lord said to the church in Laodicea. It's not a good thing to be lukewarm in your commitment to the Lord. Make a decision today to follow the one who loved you enough to die for you on the cross and agree with all creation that he is the Lord of all. May we revere God's word. (laughs) 